Hello and welcome to Stay Awake Radio featuring Pastor Bill Henry. Bill is the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Now over the next hour, Pastor Bill is going to relate the Word of God to the events we see occurring around us today. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure you know, and Pastor Bill is going to look at the headlines from a biblical perspective. I want to remind you that Pastor Bill wants you to be involved by sending him any questions you'd like to have answered. Send your questions to info at stayawakeradio.org. And you can visit our website anytime at stayawakeradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Bill Henry for today's edition of Stay Awake Radio. Well, hello and welcome once again to Stay Awake Radio, the program designed to help us all uh, as servants and followers, uh, as born-again disciples of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to be watching uh, and awaiting for His return uh, in a manner that honors Him through His Word. In other words, <laughs> we're not out hiding uh, in bunkers, we're not going moving the churches to rooftops or uh, mountaintops, we're out doing the work of our Master because we know He's returning. Uh, again, welcome today. Thanks for tuning in. As I always like to start on these programs to look at things uh, in the Word and kind of teach a little bit about what God has told us about what to expect in the last days. Uh, it's interesting because last time we were talking a lot about deception and how much uh, deception is out there and that we need to be careful of that. Uh, and today I wanted to talk a little more um, about um, just kind of demonic spiritual warfare, things that are uh, coming at us a lot of times that we don't even realize. And so as Christians, especially in the last days, it's interesting because uh, we read here um, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Now, it's interesting because that word perilous there, we, we might just kind of go over, okay, they'll be dangerous, they'll be whatever. But it's interesting because the word perilous there uh, is a form of the Greek word uh, chapelos, or excuse me, chapelapos, and it literally means um, to uh, violent, fierce. Uh, and also, it's interesting because spirosodiades, the Greek scholar says it's used of demoniacs. Uh, so this word is using a lot of, used a lot of times in reference to de demons. Uh, and those who have been possessed by demons. And so again, there'll be perilous times, there'll be fierce times, uh, there'll be times that are filled with peril. But also, uh, again, interesting there that it talks a little bit, it references a little uh, to demonic. And again, this goes right along with uh, First Peter, First Timothy, uh, where it talks about there'll be doctrines of demons uh, that people will be giving heed to and, and going away from uh, the Word of God. And so it's interesting because if we then go to the book of Revelation, and in chapter 12, uh, again, talking about spiritual warfare, but I just want to take a quick sidestep, if you will. Um, it says in, in Revelation 12, verse 7, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. Now, briefly, the reason I'm bringing this up is because so many today, within the Christian church even, don't understand that Satan is not all-powerful. Satan is not in this corner at 100% power, and God in this corner, the other corner at 100% power. No, no, no. Satan is a created being, created by God. He is one of the angels that God created. Uh, a lot of people think that he's probably one of the top angels, like with an archangel, like with Michael. Um, some will put Gabriel in there. Um, but he's also a fallen angel. In other words, he rebelled against God. We read in Isaiah that his heart was so prideful that he wants to put his throne above God's throne. But here's interesting. There'll come a time, and, and this I believe this is pretty much in the middle of the, the tribulation, at the three-and-a-half-year mark, um, that there will be where Satan basically will rebel against God to the utmost degree. Uh, there's going to be a time when Michael and his archangels uh, will uh, basically be throwing uh, Satan and his angels out, it says here. Um, but it's interesting because Jesus had warned about, um, you know, this thing that was going to come in Matthew 24, 15. He said, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads this, uh, let him understand. 
and then let those who are in Judea flee. So I think that God's response to Satan basically doing the abomination of desolation, which is basically standing up in Israel, in Jerusalem, on the Temple Mount, in the rebuilt temple, and then demanding the world, including Israel, to worship him as God. And as Daniel points out, this is going to break the seven-year treaty that he has made. It's at the halfway point. Uh, And Jesus says here, look, when this happens, uh, the abomination of desolation, uh, let those who are in Judea flee. Now, it's interesting because I think this then corresponds with what happens in heaven. In other words, now God's response to this ultimate uh, rebellion, if you will, because up to this point, believe it or not, uh, we're going to read in verse 10 of chapter 12 in Revelation that Satan still had access to God, just like he was accusing Job, if you remember back in Job, uh, especially chapters 1 and 2 and on, um, that he was accusing Job, uh, you know, well, just uh, let me have this, Adam, let me have that, and I'll make him curse you, basically. Uh, And so in response to this ultimate insult, if you will, to God, uh, the abomination of desolation, again, in verse 7 we read, war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon with his angels fought. Now, again, the point I wanted to bring up briefly is this, that God is not equal with Satan. Satan is not equal with God. God is almighty. God is everything. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. Uh, He's everywhere at one time, omnipresent, where Satan is not. He's a created being. He's a fallen angel. While he's strong and he's beautiful and we know other things about him, he's nowhere near to God. So even here, when war breaks out in heaven, notice that it's not God and his angels fighting the dragon. It's Michael. And and, and it goes on to say, you know, in verse 8, but they, Satan and his angels, did not prevail, nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer Uh, And it goes on to say in verse 9, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. So uh, what a beautiful portion of Scripture, by the way, to think that at this point, Satan will not have any access to God any longer, not into heaven any longer, none of his angels any longer. um, And they did not prevail against Michael and his angels um, it was so far below God, if you will, uh, that he let Michael and his angels take care of it, and they did take care of business. They're they're going to kick Satan and his angels out of heaven. Um, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, again, when it comes to spiritual warfare, and even getting into the last days, it seems to imply, as it was in the days of Noah, there'll be a lot more spiritual activity, a lot more demonic activity, um, and then what we read there in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, these perilous days will come. And again, that word perilous referring sometimes to de- demoniacs, people who have been um, you know, demon-possessed by demons. And again, this can only happen to non-Christians. The Bible very clear about this. Um, but what's interesting is I think what's happened today is so many even Christians, we get this messed up. We think that Satan, again, is all-powerful, just like God, that he's everywhere. Uh, sometimes people will say, oh, Satan's doing this to me. Satan's tempting me here. No, I'm not saying that one of his fall- other fallen angels isn't tempting you here or you know, trying to oppress you as a believer, but I don't think that most of us will ever be tempted or oppressed by Satan personally, because remember, he can only be in one place at one time. And his favorite place, as we're going to see in verse 10, is to be before the throne of God day and night, accusing the brethren. Now, again, as we're coming into spiritual warfare, talking about again these days where I think spiritual warfare is off the charts, notice there in verse 9 of chapter 12 of Revelation, it says this, the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, uh, he who deceives the whole world. Notice all the different d- the names and descriptions of Satan. Um, it's interesting because I uh, hear, you know, again, the drag, the great dragon, the, earlier he's called, described as being red. Uh, that serpent of old, go, the pictures go back to the Garden of Eden. Uh, the devil, Satan. Notice it says he's he who deceives the whole world. So Satan, again, he is called throughout the Bible, he's called the father of lies, the great deceiver. He goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's the tempter 
Jesus called him a murderer. Uh, he's also the father of lies, as we said earlier. Jesus said that. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's Beelzebub. Uh, he's the prince of demons. He's Belial, or literally meaning evil personified, and on and on it goes. Um, and again, it's like he takes all these things, just like the Wizard of Oz, right? Uh, he, he tries to put forth this big persona that he's big and he's evil. He's all powerful, just like God. And yet, don't look behind the curtain. You don't want to look behind the curtain because that's where Satan is. And as we open our Bibles, guess what? We open up the, behind the curtain. And we see, oh, wait a minute, he's not all powerful. Uh, he's not uh, like God in any way, period. He just isn't. And so what that does to me is it puts everything a in a little bit better context. Uh, and, and people who are you know so afraid of Satan and demonic beings, um, we have to be careful, right? Um, that we don't go that far. And, and there's the two extremes, right? Where people go to the one extreme and say, oh, Satan is so powerful and he's doing all these things. And then the other extreme is we ignore uh, Satan and, and don't even think about spiritual warfare. And I, it's so weird for, about us as human beings. We love to always go to these extreme positions, even within the Christian church. Look, um, you know, spiritual warfare is real. We know this. The Bible is very clear about this. We've not just are told and taught about it, um, but we're also warned of it. We see it happen uh, clearly throughout the Bible. We get to see behind the curtain sometimes and see it actually taking place. Um, but again, remembering that Satan is not all-powerful. He's the deceiver. He's the one who's deceived the whole world. And so my, my thing today is to be careful, beloved in Christ. Be careful where you get your information. Be careful where you get uh, what your truths about what's right and what's wrong, especially moral truths, right? Uh, in today's world, it is so hard. We have a story coming up that I'm going to have to correct a little bit from last week. And it's not because I didn't do my homework. It's not because uh, the story's even entirely false. But there are so many other false things out there as well that it's getting harder and harder to, to find out what the truth is. Did somebody really say that? What about this and that? But here's the beautiful thing. When it comes to what is true and what is good and what is right morally, we don't have to guess. We don't have to be deceived like so many in the world are. Uh, it's so sad today when you see people in the world, and sadly, a lot of people who profess Christ, and they're looking to these people of the world to tell them what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad, what's dark and what's light, instead of going to the Word of God. And you see, I just want to remind us, because again, as Satan is described there in Revelation 12, he who deceives the whole world. And that is happening today. This is before the tribulation. That's just he who he is. We're also told that he's the false god of this world, blinding the minds of those uh, who basically have rejected Jesus Christ. And we need to be careful, guys and gals, and again, especially our moral truths. Where do we get our moral truths from? And so I just I take it right back to the Word of God, that we need to be those men and women uh, now more than ever. Notice I'm not saying, hey, let's go to Pastor Bill and let's have him tell me what's right, right and wrong. Let's go to Calvary Chapel and say, hey, uh, what, what's right and wrong? Or let's go to this church or that church or this institution or that institution or this Bible teacher or that Bible teacher. No, no, no. We're Bible teachers are fine as long as we're teaching the Bible. I love, again, you know, when you look in the book of Acts and you see uh, this place that Paul came to, Berea, and it, it's we're told that as he was teaching them things and saying, you see, Jesus was the Messiah, and he's proving it from the Old Testament. We're told that they would go every every evening, and they'd go home, and they would, um, and I'm very, I'm paraphrasing here, but they would go home and test what he had told them to the Word of God. And so that's what we need to do now more than ever. Uh, so again, if if you're in school or you're in college, uh, you're in grade school. If you're at home, you're a mom and you're homeschooling or a dad or you're at work or you're out with your friends and somebody says, hey, did you know that homosexuality is not really a sin? Well, what does the Bible say about that? The Bible says very clearly that it is a sin. And when people start to go, well, you know, I, I somebody heard somebody say that once you go into the languages, the original languages, it's not really a sin. No, actually, the truth is once you actually go further into the Greek, when you go further into the Hebrew, it's actually more clear and more clearly a sin. Uh, just like any other sin, by the way, adultery, 
fornication, drunkenness, hatred, uh, on and on it goes. Uh, gossiping, stealing, cowardice, those, those are all sins. So again, we're, a lot of people are deceived. So how do, again, how do we stand up against this? You know what we do? Uh, we do what Paul told us to do in Ephesians chapter 6, again, especially with the spiritual uh, warfare. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he said this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Man, I don't know about you, but praise God that we're not strong in and of ourselves. Remember this. You're having a hard day. You're not feeling strong, man. You're Spiritually, you're feeling like a 10-pound weakling. Then you just be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, remember, he is almighty. He is all-powerful. Uh, and, and so uh, he, omnipotent, <laughs> the theologians like to say. He is all-powerful. Satan is not. So as we're in this spiritual battle with Satan and his fallen angels, um, remember that we can be strong in the power in his might. It goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice again, it kind of refers to the wiles means kind of the deceptions of the devil. How do we do that? We put on the whole armor and notice it's God's armor. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, he goes on, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand Stand there for. Now we're going to stop for a moment. Did you hear the word that over and over Paul kept saying, stand, stand, withstand? But also notice all the verbs there that we are to do. We need to put on and take up the whole armor of God. We need to stand up against the rulers of the darkness of this age. We need to put on, you know, to withstand in the evil day, having done all that we can to stand. But again, it comes back to resting in the Lord and being strong in the power of, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, we're going to look at the, the, the armor briefly. Remember, as Christians, we are to be standing. Sadly, so many today, so many even pastors today, are teaching this, you know, pacifism that uh, we don't stand up, we, we just kind of run away, and uh, we don't want people to think we're mean, and, and we don't want people to think we're mean. But sadly, preaching the truth, preaching the gospel today is being considered mean. So we still have to preach the truth of the gospel, guys and gals, and we stand up against the wickedness. We stand up against this stuff that's not the truth. And so, and we do so by putting on the armor of God and be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. But also notice something, that there's nothing, as we look at the armors, we're going to look at it in a second here, notice that none of it is for the back. None of it covers our backside. If we turn around and run, we're not protected anymore. God has made his armor for us, to, for those to stand. And again, you want examples? Go to the New Testament. Look at the Gospels, but especially look at the book of Acts and see men and women who stood, uh, you know, be, that were strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Men like Stephen, who guess what? He ended up being killed for his faith. But, but remember, he was just standing up. He was standing in the, in the Lord, strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, but he stood against the wickedness and he spoke the truth. And that's the first part of the armor, isn't it? Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, notice that's all the armor, but he, he, he concludes with it this way, verse 18. He says, "...praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end." Uh, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Man, to be praying for one another as Christians, that we could stand strong, that we can stand uh, in the strength of the Lord. But notice, too, the, the last thing that he talks about as far as the armor, uh, and that's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Notice that's the only offensive weapon uh, that we have. Notice it's not our opinions, it's not what the church says, it's not what Pastor Bill says or you say, it is what God says. 
It is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is living, sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4. Guys and gals, be so familiar with the Word of God. Be those who are standing firm in the Word of God. Be those uh, who are, are, are reading your Bibles every day, memorizing Scripture, hiding it in your heart, and walking in loving obedience to what you read. So that as we read in Matthew chapter 7, we'll be like those men and women who built their house uh, upon the solid rock. Now remember the difference uh, with those two people, they both knew the Word of God. The one who built the house on the solid rock and the one who built on the sand. The difference was not knowing the Word of God, but it was obeying the Word of God. Jesus said those who know my Word, hear my Word, and do my Word, obey my Word, they're the ones who has built their house upon the solid rock. But those who hear my words and don't do them, Jesus said, it's like the one who built the house upon the the sand. And when those storms come, it says great and and mighty was the the fall of that house. And so in these days, guys and gals, look, we need to be involved in churches. We need to be serving and loving and being in a church that's teaching us verse by verse through the Bible, chapter by chapter through the Bible, but also as a loving church, Um, And so I just encourage you in that, but also to be men and women who are standing strong in the Lord in the power of his might, putting on all of this armor so that we can withstand in these days that we have all of this spiritual warfare happening. And remember especially to be putting on uh, that armor that God has so preciously blessed us with. We're so blessed to have his armor uh, and so just so excited to be able to uh, you know, look at that to share it with you today. And just remember, uh, you know, who we are uh, and whose we are, if I can encourage you uh, in that. All right. So I lo- again, as we, I love this stuff as we continue just to look at God's word and, and, and to encourage each one of us to be those walking uh, in the word of God, walking um, by the power uh, uh, of his word. Now, I wanted to, as we go into the news today, um, I wanted to kind of I wanted to correct something from last week, um, but it's it's kind of a correction and it's kind of not. It's an interesting thing. Uh, if you remember, we had the shooter that went into uh, Lakeland Church uh, a couple weeks ago now, and uh, when the stories came out, it was all discombobulated. Everybody, by the way, all the different sort news uh, media organizations uh, that I read, uh, there was all different kinds of stories that were coming out about. Um, you know, was the, this a, a transgender shooter? At first it was a woman, then it's a transgender. And then now if you go look, it's, it's it wasn't a transgender. Where did the confusion come in? Well, just I had somebody write to me and, and, and talk to me and say, hey, you need to make sure that your stories are correct. Well, uh, the reference that I had was a, a place, uh, what's it called? Um, it, police news, uh, and it was, I, that's not even the name, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but I, it was also referenced by the Epic Times, it was also referenced by Fox News, they all said the shooter was transgender, and then you go to places like CNN, you go to Reuters, uh, you go to CBS or ABC News, um, and they're all saying, no, uh, this shooter wasn't transgender. Where does the confusion come in? Well, here it is. Every single one of those, all the news agencies said the same thing in one regard. They all said that this woman who brought her six-year-old little boy with her on this shooting, and he ended up, you know, getting shot at just terrible, terrible, wicked stuff. But they all said that this woman um, also would go by the name Jeffrey. And so when we hear that today, you know, people say that's kind of the definition of somebody who's transgender, right? Born a woman, but they identify or use another name. They go with a man's name. Uh, and so this woman went by Jeffrey at times and then her f- female name at other times. And so uh, that's where the um, miscommunication, could you could say, comes in. And even trying to clarify, from what I could understand, and I just want to say this clearly, from what I understand, this woman did not dress up like a man and then go out and you know say that they were transgender. So I haven't been able to find anything saying that, that but the police, CNN, everybody still says that she would still call herself Jeffrey sometimes. Now, some say that's because it was there was mental illness. She was schizophrenic, they say, uh, and different things. And so could this be? Of course it could be. 
Um, could it be that she did this because she had a criminal record and she was trying to deceive people and use Jeffrey? Of course that could be. But again, here's the other part of this. CNN, Reuters, none of them actually ever really delved into it and say, why did she use the name Jeffrey? None of them. They just kind of assumed. And so if you do a search right now, they'll all say, and this is the interesting thing to me, okay? When I went and did the search, I wanted to read, check my sources and stuff. Um, all of them, it was very interesting. All the sources that, that came up when I first pulled this up, hey, you know, was this shooter transgender? I'm talking page after page after page of all liberal news, by the way. And this was what was a little weird to me. All liberal news uh, from Reuters uh, to CNN, um, you just go down the list, uh, MSNBC, MSNBC, MSN News, every single one of them, but over and over and over again. We're all saying, no, this person wasn't transgender, but they would all say she would call herself Jeffrey at times. So what is it? We don't know exactly. I'll let you decide what you want to decide on that. The other correction I wanted to do, not really even a correction, this is more just a, because um, this person also was saying, hey, well, the information you talked about Taylor Swift was not correct either. Because uh, I said that I, and by the way, I didn't say she was demonic. That's what they, I, I said what she's doing, I believe is demonic, the, the direction she's going, things that she's doing. Uh, and again, if you remember last week, I brought up that she'd gone to the Super Bowl uh, and she went with some gal named Ice Spice. And if you look her up, she identifies as a bisexual, she says. Uh, but she was wearing, and I brought this up last week, um, an upside down cross. Now, I've been around for a long time. I've been before I was a Christian, uh, and when when I was a Christian, I've heard of upside-down crosses, and even before I was a Christian, I was never into them because I wasn't into Satanism, because that's what an upside-down cross is. It doesn't represent Peter, like some falsely has said, like some news stories that I found. It always represents somebody who is for the Antichrist, somebody who is against Christianity, and it's very blasphemous. And so here she is, one of her best, I don't know, best friends, but she came to the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift. Um, and then the other thing that was interesting to me was uh, that, you know, Taylor Swift has uh, came out with a video, and um, it was a, a very wicked video. I don't know how else to say it. She was attacking Christians in this video, um, and I am not very a big fan of that. She basically was promoting um, homosexuality in her video and transgenderism in her video. It's called You Need to Calm Down. And I had read um, articles about it, and I'd read what the, some the lyrics of the song, so that's why when I reported on it, I didn't have a problem. So somebody said, oh, no, that's not true. I So I went to watch the video myself. And I honestly could only make it through about 40 seconds of the video because, first of all, if she's supposed to be a Christian, which some people say uh, that she claims to be, what she she herself was wearing was completely inappropriate. Um, and going on from there, uh, again, she had transgenders in her video. She had homosexuals. And the ones she was putting down were these Christians who were standing up against these sins. So, yeah, I do call that demonic. Yes, I do call this even doctrines of demons, and I don't do—I won't apologize for that. There's nothing to clear up except the truth. And so, do I think that she's going in a really bad direction? I do. Uh, even in one of her concerts, a song that she does, uh, she's wearing—she comes out wearing, you know, black robes, and she has these little orbs and pretending to do some kind of witchcraft or something. You don't do that. That's not Christian. So again, I'm not going to go too far, too much further into this. I wanted to correct the one part. I wanted to kind of double down, if you will, on the Taylor Swift stuff. And by the way, that doesn't mean we hate her, but we also don't celebrate her. We don't take her, you know, our kids to go see their concerts or have them listen to her albums. I think that's the worst thing you can do. And uh, we also talked, I think, last week about some of the churches out there that are uh, one of them had a service, let's celebrate Taylor Swift service, a Bible college, quote-unquote, Christian college was doing a whole week. Let's take Taylor's songs and, you know, turn them into the Bible stories. It's just wicked stuff. So I won't apologize for that. The other thing was, I, I you know, I tried to correct it as best we could in the time we have. And it's interesting because last week we were talking about deception and uh, how the truth is going to get rarer and rarer to find in the news anywhere, really. Uh, except in God's word. Amen. Um, but here's a story, not the B. It says this, a married mom of two was killed at the chief's parade 
Why won't the media or police reveal the IDs of these of the accused shooters? Now, it's interesting because, man, there was all kinds of things going around that they had arrested um, two kids that were under 18, which they did from what I read. Uh, why aren't they revealing their uh, IDs? They, told, you know, I heard people say, well, you know, they revealed Kyle Rittenhouse's ID. What's going on? And so this is I'm going to push back a little bit against the the right, if you will. We need to be careful. Um, but it's still interesting, the whole story, I got to say. Um, basically, what ended up happening is, from what I read, uh, they're in Kansas City with that, their state laws um, say they can't reveal uh, the name of, of anyone under the age of 18 that's accused of crimes. Um, and But up where Kyle Rittenhouse was, they could. Uh, the state laws did not protect. So that's that part of the story. Uh, and then, as far as I could understand the whole story, and it's tragic no matter what you say, uh, there was basically two groups got into to this confrontation. Uh, one of the guys, and, and there was two adults uh, that were also just charged this week, um, and um, they gave their names. I don't like to give the names out. I just don't like to try to give them any kind of glory. They don't say it was terrorism. They just say that there was two groups of guys that got into a big argument and then a fight and then... Uh, guns came out basically, and many people were shot. Most of them were children, and then you know one woman was killed. Uh, just tragic stuff. But it's interesting still, though, that even when they released the name of the two guys, I went to look uh, for some kind of interviews on them or some kind of pictures of them. Nothing. Um, so again, that's not anything conspiratorial, but just factual. So again, you know, we need to pray for the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was killed during that time. She was mama too. And uh, we need to pray for those who perpetrated these things too. It's just so wicked that uh, we live in such lawlessness. Again, just as Jesus said that would be happening, people coming together to celebrate and have a good time. Uh, and then it's just really a very, very sad uh, thing that we see happening sometimes. Uh, here's another story, the Daily Mail says this, here's the headline, revealed U.S. is collaborating with Chinese scientists to make bird flu strains more infectious and deadly as part of a $1 million project despite fears similar uh, tests unleashed COVID. I, you know, isn't leave it up to men and women. I There's nothing else to say. I cannot wait for the thousand-year reign of Christ. Uh, I You read stories like this, um, and even though Dr. Fauci, I believe that he did lie uh, when he was under oath and he was before Congress and he said that he wasn't working on gain-of-function research there, that they weren't doing that at the lab in Wuhan, it, that turned out to be not true. And that's the point, is gain-of-function. So all of a sudden, they're, what are they doing gain-of-function for on these viruses you know, from bats from hundreds of miles away? Well, uh, the only thing that, that we can think of is biological weapons. And sadly, they continue to, to, to move forward with it. This story is talking about there that they're making this more bird flu strains, trying to get them to be more infectious and deadly. Again, why would you do that? It's almost like with nuclear weapons. Hey, we don't need any more nuclear weapons. We understand the purpose. It keeps the peace in the world down, sadly. Um, but why would you continue to go with these biological weapons when we already had one, let's just say it escaped the lab, there in Wuhan. Why would you do that? Again, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Again, to me, even humanly, uh, again, there was a billions and billions of dollars made in many, many different areas by during COVID uh, and the lockdowns. And so um, it's just, you, you read things like that and you just kind of stand back and it's like, there's no way they're, they're still doing that. And yet there they are still doing that kind of stuff. So uh, and again, talking about lawlessness increasing, this is uh, the Washington Examiner reporting. Louisiana's, Louisiana governor declares state of emergency due to severe law enforcement shortage. Um, again, how do we make this stuff up? And apparently the, the governor says here, uh, Jeff Landry uh, declared a state of emergency on Friday in response to Louisiana law's law enforcement staffing crisis. Uh, with some of the highest homicide rates in the country in certain years. Now, here in Washington State, we have the same thing happening uh, in, in uh, Oregon, the same thing happening across the river. We're, we're down by Portland, Oregon, so we kind of get both worlds. 
uh, and especially in, in Oregon, they're having a lot of problems with public defenders, uh, so they can't even prosecute a lot of the people they find, but also even with prosecutors now and, and different people, along with law enforcement uh, agencies and agents, uh, and same thing here in Washington State. Uh, but what nobody will talk about is most of this happening during COVID. Uh, they made, uh, I, I know people personally that were forced to retire or walk away from law enforcement uh, jobs, uh, park uh, law enforcement jobs within the um, all the different facets, if you will, of our national park system, state park system as well. So state police, uh, local police. And then on top of that, you have the lawmakers that are making these laws that are crippling our officers. So and then it seems like the only people they want to go after anymore are those who actually want to defend, have the audacity to defend themselves and their homes and their families. And I, I do believe this is all on purpose. And, you know, some will say, well, it's, you know, communism coming in. They'll say it's, uh, you know, all these different things. And I, I do agree with that. But I do believe it goes deeper. I believe it, as we were talking about at the beginning of the program, it goes down to it's more about spiritual things. You see, as we talked about, Satan hates people because we're made in the image of God. So he hates all people. He especially hates Christians. Uh, and, and I think after that, he hates the Jewish nation, the people of Israel all around the world. Um, and then he just hates all the other people, but he hates those two first. And so, again, as we're, we're going to see as as time goes on and if you know we're still here, I think this is going to continue in that direction where lawlessness is just going to continue to increase. Um, And uh, just as people are embracing godlessness. And if you want to see the outcome of that, all we have to do is read Romans chapter 1. Now, sadly, what people, a lot of people don't read the end of Romans chapter 1, because not only are those who are committing all these heinous sins condemned and um, and sadly, it's especially talking about rejecting of God, and then the curse from that is homosexuality. Um, and then at the end of that, it talks about those who also encourage those others to do these things. And you have a lot of churches today who are encouraging sinners to do those things, to continue to sin, instead of calling them to repentance and new life in Jesus Christ. That's love. Oh, boy. Here's another story. Very interesting time. The Washington Times reporting, Democrats decry evangelical pastor Jack Hibbs as Christian nationalist after house prayer. Uh, And even just, I think it was last night, I read a a letter that Jack Hibbs received, or actually, I think it was was given to the uh, Speaker of the House, but Jack got a copy of it, Pastor Jack. Um, And he... uh, it's basically accusing him, and I love what he said, uh, of, you know, praying to God. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm glad to be found guilty by these Democrats of praying to the one true and living God. Uh, that was basically what, what Pastor Jack said. So I love that. Uh, and again, that comes back to standing, doesn't it? We were talking about a little while ago. Standing up for Jesus and being unashamed, doing it with a smile on our face, with the love of Jesus in our heart. Telling people the truth about sin, but also about salvation and forgiveness at the cross. We have the good news of the gospel, the great news. Uh, So again, uh, when they decry us for that, when the wrong people are are mad at us, uh, remember Jesus said rejoice uh, when when we're treated badly for his name's sake. So uh, again, so many stories happening here. I'm trying to kind of just, you know, find my way through some of them. Um, very interesting in Holland. I, you know, you hear the word Holland and you always just think, oh, that's a really nice and peaceful uh, place, uh, but not the Babylonian Bee reporting. Here's the headline. What's happening in Holland? Video shows rioters breaking into opera house in the Hague. So I don't know if it's the Hague or the Hague, um, but it's very interesting. They basically have had, um, and it says here, there's uh, violent clashes between Eritrean migrants and the police uh, there in Hog, Netherlands. And so basically they've allowed a lot of these um, uh, immigrants to come in legally, by the way, uh, into their country. And now there's just a lot of um, violent clashes. And it started, it seemingly started from what they said in the article between two gangs. 
Uh, and then they all just turned on the police when the police got there. But we're seeing this more and more, not just here in the United States. That's why I wanted to bring this article up. It's happening all over the world. A violent clashes, especially within what we would call third world or first world countries uh, here in the quote-unquote West, um, in Europe, in England, Canada, United States, uh, as they're seeking to tear down. Uh, and again, Satan, again, loves to tear down things. And um, so... Uh, just kind of crazy uh, what's going on. So uh, here's the story. Again, this is another story by Not the Babylonian Bee, but it says their headline is, We found another category to go under the plus sign in LGBTQ+. Um, and so it basically has an article here posted from The Economist. And here's the um, the headline from The Economist, quote, uh, cousin marriage is probably fine in most cases, unquote. Uh, the story goes on to say from The Economist, and I'm quoting again, quote, it is, is it really okay to kiss your cousin? Geneticists say mostly that it is with some caveats, and then they go on. So, you know, this is basically called incest, and it's we're not to do this. Um, it, it's and by the way, why would the economist be be talking about sex with cousins, marriage with cousins? But do you notice how they keep trying to break down every sexual wall, if you will, even let's say marriage? It, it, they're trying to break down everything, and I think that uh, we're gonna, as we see, you know, here here we see. Uh, you know, basically all this stuff happening. Uh, and then so we see incest, and uh, which is what part of this is, you know, uh, encouraging. Uh, but then it's like they're going to be going more and more after our children, I believe, too. Um, and and I don't mean to turn them in, you know, homosexual, which they've already been succeeding at with, I think it's 25% a couple of weeks ago, a study came out um, of this generation, the younger generation, saying that they're identify as homosexual um, or transgender. I think it's actually higher than that. Um, but So they're winning their minds, but they wanted to get it okay where they can have sex with children's, uh, children, and um, it's just crazy. But here in Idaho, here's a different story, um, and this is from Epic Times. It says, Idaho passes bill allowing death penalty uh, for child sex offenders um, of victims under 12 years old. So if there's uh, somebody doing, uh, you know, a child sex offender with someone under 12 years old, they're going to be uh, facing the death penalty uh, in Idaho. Now, the interesting thing to me was some of the pushback. Um, so uh, basically, you know, for pedophiles, you know, they say there's no mercy, but others were coming back from the, the left you know, and saying basically that they're trying to infringe into the homosexual community. Now, why would they say that? Again, we need to think logically and smartly because they're trying to get, you know, pedophilia into their LGBTQRSTUVW um, regime, if you will, your, their sayings, and they're trying to continue to put that forth as normal. Um, I remember a year and a half ago, there was a bunch of signs posted uh, down, I think it was in Salem, Oregon, might have been Eugene, but all over about, you know, basically, let's make this legal, that pedophilia is legal and no longer illegal. So there's this huge push. And again, this is just pure demonic. It's like when we they do the kids with, you know, the transgender stuff. That's just pure demonic. There's no other, because there's no, it's not logical. Um, you know, my kid says, hey, I want to be uh, you know, let's play cowboy and Indians. I want to be the the Indian. And so what are we going to, you know, cut off his head or, or their hair, I mean, and, you know, try to dye them a certain color. Uh, I, even a liberal like Bill Maher, he, the example he gave was uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a pirate. You know, he said, you know, thankfully they didn't take off my one of my legs and one of my eyes so I could have a pig leg and a just like a pirate. It's the same thing, but it's so wicked and so many we're talking earlier, get in the program. So many are deceived. And that's what we see is happening. We see it as it was in the days of Noah, as it was uh, in the days of Sodom uh, and Gomorrah. How about this? Talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Here you go. Blaze Media reporting. National Geographic names drag queen 
as traveler, as one of their travelers of the year. Picture of this fella dressed up like a woman here uh, in, you know, again, National Geographic. I find it interesting. Notice National Geographic, The Economist, we're talking about a few minutes ago. All these media outlets that are supposed to be, again, you know, National Geographic is supposed to be about geographical things, right? Geography, that's kind of their main thing they're supposed to be about, but they're not. They're, they're, they're bringing it back to sex. Same with The Economist, bringing it back to sex. It's just so wicked. Um, as we see, as it was in the days of Noah, people's minds uh, on wickedness uh, continually. So uh, just sometimes you, there, there's not even anything to say. I, here's a little meme I found, a little kind of comical thing. It said this, if artificial intelligence acted like atheists, they would say, no, no, no one designed me. I evolved from a, a vacuum cleaner. Um, and sadly, it's, it's so true. Uh, how can you look around us today uh, and say that we evolved? It makes uh, no sense. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just crazy. So again, as we continue to look through the news, and, and I don't know about you, but I feel like we're in a tsunami. I, I was talking to somebody at church the other day, and it's like they were telling me about a few of the things with, with different uh, things that they've found in the water now and different stuff that's happening. But I'm telling you, as all these things continue to come at us, they all line up with what the Word of God says is going to happen in the end times. And that's why it's funny. If I was a preterist or had a, a you know, all millennialist, I would have to take a step back and say, man, this stuff is lining up just like, you know, the pre-tribulation or the, you know, the pre-tribulation you know, the millennial kingdom, it, it just, it's all lining up. Because again, the, the pre-tribulation millennial kingdom view basically just takes the Bible at its word, what it says. It doesn't spiritualize things away. If the Bible actually, you know, seems to give representations, the, the giant red dragon, well, we let the Bible tell us a little later, oh, that's Satan, or this woman who's giving birth. No, that's not Mary. If you go back to Genesis, we see, oh, that's the same dream that Joseph was given. So it refers to the nation of Israel. But all the rest of the time, those things that aren't aren't clearly like that, we just take them as God says them and gave them to us in his word. And it's lining up. Uh, here's a, a another article. This is by The Spun. Uh, this is a very liberal uh, agency. Um, and it says, here's the headline. High school team forfeits game after transgender player injures three girls. Now, this was a high school girls basketball team in Massachusetts, and they basically forfeited the game at halftime. Um, it, it was called um, the Collegiate Charter School of Lowell. And apparently they did it because they had a game against Kip Academy, and Kip Academy has a, a transgender player on its roster. And he, the guy dressed up as a girl playing, injured three of their players just in the first half. It's, it's again, it's beyond normal comprehension. There's no, it's just wicked. It's deceit. And sadly, so many just buy into it and say, well, we just need to love them and play along with, you know, we know that they have gender dysphoria. They, no, no, no. The Bible says clearly that it's a sin to do this. In the Old Testament, it talks about the, the guy who will dress up as a woman or the woman who will dress up as a man, uh, you know, again, for a sexual thing. And that's what this is all about, by the way. It's always about sex. It's always about um, pleasing ourselves carnally. And it's sad. Um, but here's the thing is we're getting ready to close here. Time goes so quick. Just remember, though, that we're no better than anybody else, even when we talk about uh, things and we stand up against sin today like we should be doing. We vote against it. Uh, we do everything that God has given us the power to do. But we also need to remember that we are still just sinners saved by the grace of God. I, I like how Paul said, you know, even as a Christian, oh, wretched man that I am. I'm always doing those things I don't want to do and not doing the things I want to do. And we just need to remember that. Uh, that when we look at people, some people start to, we start to think of ourselves as better. Well, I'm not like that. It's like, well, if you start to think like that, you're actually, I think, worse. 
because you're you've experienced the grace of God if you if you're really a Christian you've experienced the love of God if you're really a Christian you've experienced the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy of God if you're really a Christian and guess what because of that God holds us to a higher accountability and we should be quick to show that same love and grace and mercy to all those around us we don't have the ability to hate others. It's like when somebody will say as a Christian, oh, I hate the Jewish people. It's like, well, that's not within our vocabulary. That's not Jesus commanded that we're to love those who hate us. Uh, Even if you say the Jews, well, they they killed Jesus. No, no. Uh, Maybe technically they killed Jesus, and really technically the Romans killed Jesus, but Jesus even said, hey, look, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down freely. And he's the one that said, Father, unto your hands I commit my spirit. So Jesus gave his life freely for you and for me. If you want to blame anybody for the death of Jesus on the cross, it's us. And it's Jesus that paid, and he came and paid that debt that we owed uh, and, and so that we could be redeemed by his blood. And that's the good news, the great news of the gospel, isn't it? That we can go forth and share the good news of Jesus Christ and tell people, hey, yeah, we're all sinners, and that is a sin, but guess what? Jesus died so that we can turn away from that sin. The Bible calls that repentance, turning our, changing our mind about it, and believing in Jesus Christ, uh, that he died for our sins, that he rose from the dead on the third day, believing in him to be the Lord and Savior of our lives, and it brings us forgiveness and peace with God, joy and power, uh, and again, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Hey, as we're closing today, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you. Pray you have a wonderful week in Jesus and growing in his power, growing uh, and, and being conformed more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. Hey, we'll see you here, there, or in the air. God bless you. This has been Stay Awake Radio, and we thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. This program is aimed at informing you and inspiring you to get to know the God of the universe and to help your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want you to participate. If you have a question about the end times or current events or both, please email them to Pastor Bill, and he'll answer them each week on the program. The email address for your questions or comments is info at stayawakeradio.org. That's info at stayawakeradio.org. You can also write us if you'd like to ask your question that way. Our mailing address is Stay Awake Radio, Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. And of course, we want to invite you to visit our website at any time at stayawakeradio.org. That's stayawakeradio.org. Have a blessed week in the Lord, and be sure to set aside this same time next week for another edition of Stay Awake Radio with Pastor Bill Henry. Mm -hmm.